If you're a live music addict like me, I'm sure you've felt your mind buzzing with euphoria during a big musical moment. Maybe it was a sax solo or a chorus where everyone joined in. good feeling being in the crowd there, isn't it? And it's not just a feeling. It's growing research that shows that live music can be good for you, helping you to process difficult emotions, keep your brain happy, and even feel more connected to other people. One of mine was catching the band you just heard there, Shouse, play that incredible hit Love Tonight at Meredith Music Festival in country Victoria. They had a huge choir and bombastic costumes just lighting up the amphitheatre at 2am and Jack Maiden from Shouse is with me. Jack, indulge me because that was a real transcendent moment for me. What about playing that hit for crowds has been so special for you? Uh, look, it's it's amazing. Um, I think particularly because of the, the journey of this song, um, you know, we recorded it like 2017 with a bunch of friends. And so it's actually sort of still hearing the voices of those friends. Um, you know, we've been around the world and then, you know, get to go to Meredith and to hear those voices, this big choir singing out, um, it sort of, it hasn't ever gotten old and uh, it's special. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, it was your first uh, show in Victoria in such a long time, that particular show. What is it about mm. a, a home crowd that adds to the energy of that experience? Uh, look, I mean, I think we essentially wrote that song to be played at Meredith. So it was kind of this culmination of a huge journey of uh, recording the song and then um, we, my friend and partner in the band, Ed, um, you know, we, we were playing around in Melbourne and then we sort of, we stopped and we got jobs and then the pandemic uh, and then the song kind of came back to life through this crazy route and uh, we, we got finally to be able to come back to Melbourne and then to play at Meredith. Um, I think it was just sort of the, the fulfilment of the communal journey, you know, our community kind of coming back together. We got a lot of the original singers. Um, and so this is sort of like five years later. So it's almost a little reunion. Um, and it was, yeah, just an incredibly special uh, moment to be able to share with everyone. Yeah, it, it was such an interesting journey for that that song in particular, getting picked up um, by US uh, or yeah, US producer David Guetta and getting remixed and mm -hmm. finding a whole new life. But, like, tell me about the space in between that time of creating that song and then finally get to getting to play it live because COVID <laughs> uh, really saw a big halt to that beautiful experience of live music um, that we, we know and love. How was that for you as, as a musician, just kind of having to sit there at home and, and wait to get that thing out into the world? Yeah, look, it was, it was, I mean, my heart goes out to really all the musicians who are really working because I had actually kind of, I'd transitioned, I became a primary school music teacher um, in, in the, in a year or two earlier. Um, and I'd sort of had, had my musical life, so I thought in Melbourne. Um, and then the pandemic was really, yeah, just absolutely seemed to decimate so many scenes and so many um, you know, the budding flowers of little bands and people coming together, they kind of, they, they couldn't. Um, so I think after, after witnessing that and having been in the primary school setting, which was also, you know, really quite a, 
um, ridiculous, scary, crazy place to, to try to work, um, to be able to come back to live music uh, really did feel very, very special um, as, you know, just as a performer, but also, you know, going to those first parties and first gigs um, after the lockdowns, they really helped sort of the community come together. It really felt like. Yeah, well, we'll talk a little bit more about that. This is Life Matters. I'm Nat Tenchich, and you're hearing from Jack Maiden uh, from Shouse, a duo based in Melbourne. They make electronic music. I'd like to bring in Sabrina McKenzie into the conversation now, a researcher in music psychology at the University of Melbourne. Sabrina, we've been talking about the the power of playing in live uh, playing live music and how it makes us feel. What does the science say about music's impact on the brain? Yeah, so music definitely has a large impact on our emotions and the way that we interact. I guess in research, music listening, well, researchers actually say that music listening can stimulate almost any emotion felt by a person. And so that's a big statement there. But I guess when we're looking at live music, as you were speaking about before, um, if we break it down, the everyday music listening is quite powerful in itself. And then if we bring that live element in, we've got two other influential factors. So there's one that's social sharing of the experience in a group of people, that social connection. And then there's also that live aspect of connecting with the artists and experiencing that potential for spontaneity or or unpredictability so like you know not every song is played the exact same way and there's banter between the artist and the audience and there's that that connection as well but the research that i am focusing on um, particularly is the role that everyday music listening plays in cultivating self-compassion as well so how does that work exactly i mean firstly could you explain self-compassion as a concept to those who might not be familiar and why does music uh, foster that feeling? Yeah, so the area of self-compassion in research is largely defined by Dr. Kristen Neff's conceptual model. So what she does is she looks at self-compassion in three key areas. So there's self-kindness, there's common humanity and mindfulness. So self-kindness is being kind to yourself, so not criticizing, doubting or judging yourself in moments of pain or grief. And then you've got common humanity, who, which is um, defined as acknowledging and understanding that shared human experience, so not just your own. So it includes um, recognizing that as humans, we may fail and that may lead to suffering and compassionately understanding how to deal with that. And so mindfulness then involves holding those painful thoughts and feelings that we have at times without over identifying with them. And so these three key areas, self-kindness, common humanity and mindfulness are intended to offset negative consequences. And they do that by focusing on their opposite positive counterparts. So for example, there's self-kindness versus its opposite negative counterpart, which is self-judgment. And then we've got common humanity versus isolation and mindfulness versus over-identification. So individuals that have these attitudes of self-compassion are better able to cope with emotional hardship um, in uh, in a better way. And so we've been looking at the effects that music listening can have on um, on self-compassion and we've been asking young adults to share their experiences where music listening has resulted in self-compassion. And it's interesting because a lot of the results, a lot of the um, responses that we are getting leads more into that common humanity aspect, that shared human experience. So like, for example, if you go through a relationship breakup, um, 
a lot of people during that time tend to gravitate towards um, breakup songs. And those songs might not necessarily have a positive undertone. Some of them have a negative undertone. But those songs allow that individual to feel um, their emotions and also connect with the artist or the lyrics and have that shared understanding that they're not alone in their struggles. Sabrina, does that emotional effect differ depending on the type of music or the genre? We've had a text come in that says there better be a mention of heavy metal festivals. And you know what? <laughs> I did read somewhere that heavy metal is has a really positive effect on, on mental health. What's going on there? Yeah, definitely. And I guess it's all subjective. Like music, everyone experiences music in different ways. And I guess the there is this assumption and, and um, of positive music um, having this effect on our emotions in, in a great positive way and definitely it does but there's also space for sad music or you know heavy metal or anything that that allows us to feel and engage um, a lot of the research that's coming back from our study is actually showing that individuals like to sit in their emotions and feel it through music and from that they're able to have a cathartic release um, and be able to then open themselves up to kindness and compassion. I want to talk a little bit about um, your experiences, uh, Jack, Jack Maiden uh, of the band Shouse, and also a music teacher, um, work mm-hmm. that you picked up during uh, COVID. And I imagine as being quite rewarding, um, you know, introducing kids to music early and participating. Like, how important do you think playing and participating um, is in terms of our enjoyment of music, even just singing in the, the Shouse choir, as, as you found? Totally. I think, um, I mean, I grew up in a, in a folky world with my um, with my dad and my family, very much involved in lots of sort of group music making. Um, my dad was a, was also a music, is a primary school music teacher. And so that was my introduction. So I actually, you know, really got into music by playing a lot of it. And I think it it is this beautiful way of sharing time and space with people, um, learning, you know, sort of a whole different style of communication and um and i just um you know it, it's fascinating listening to sabrina and um i love this shared common humanity kind of aspect um and it just reminded me of you know what i experienced a lot as a as a primary school teacher but also in music in general is this kind of um this idea called communitas it's sort of something that me and uh, the other guy in shouse um ed Ed Service, um, who's in America, so sadly he can't. We we haven't been sharing our communitas, but um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we've been um, we've been thinking about this concept of what is it that sh- sort of is shared between, you know, a heavy metal concert and uh, a rave, and you know, just people sitting around singing a song and primary school music, and um, there was this idea that we came across communitas um, by a musicologist. Um, Victor Turner, oh, no, it was eth- uh, you know, um, eth- ethnographer, sort of uh, Victor Turner. And it's just this concept of a community kind of coming together to celebrate itself. Mm. And um, I think that's the sort of this idea of shared humanity, shared community, um, that music seems to be kind of really, really important for. And, you know, it's all different cultures, communities do it in their own different way, but there's sort of this this idea, the sharedness, um, which I think, I mean, going and becoming a primary school music teacher was really, truly a beautiful experience after having been playing in bands and doing music because that world can be pretty kind of 
weird and gross and you know <laughs> but you know sort of you know all the all the um the cliches are true of sort of weird egomaniacs and and musicians and things um but doing it with kids really brought it back to this idea of people just you know kids just love singing together and dancing together and they'll just do it you know and most people love to just do it but then um you know as you get older the opportunities become rarer and you you know you you move into a different space and so that's why kind of live music events and festivals and things can be so special um i think like as sabrina was talking about yeah give us a place to to come together and embrace that beautiful experience of music and a few people mm. are joining in on the text line to share theirs ruth says my husband and i went to womad for the very first time it was fantastic i had wanted to go for ages but covid got in the way my husband wanted to see what he described to me as a brass band that was not what i had come for but as it turns out they were unbelievable they were german and i've never seen anything like it they've been following uh, we've been following them on youtube and they were called Muerte and not fest. Ah. Yeah, they, you're a fan. Uh, we, we, um, yeah, we, we did a, a gig with them in Berlin and uh, recorded with some of them. Oh, wow. So they're, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a fascinating little. Uh, connection. Yeah, one, one to check out there. Thanks, Ruth, <laughs> for Definitely. the tip. And NotFest in Australia was the best, most eclectic crowd, all coming together to rage to some virtuosic music, some beautiful experiences that you are having there. Um, so go out and support live music like that created by Jack Maiden of Shouse. Thank you so much for being with me. And Sabrina McKenzie, musician, music psychology researcher from University of Melbourne. Thank you. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.